Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. What's up, everybody? Manny Coates here, and this is part two with Mr. Kevin King. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Manny? I am excellent. I know you're battling some allergies right now, so guys, bear with him a little bit. If he starts coughing up a lung, it's just his allergies. But we have a lot of, uh, a lot of information to cover, a lot of value to deliver. If you don't know uh, who Kevin King is, Kevin is the the go-to guy when it comes to Amazon information. He not only trains the highest level sellers on Amazon uh, with the Illuminati Mastermind, how many, uh, what's the total dollar value, uh, total sales per year now with that group? It's only a few hundred people. Yeah, a few hundred people, uh, we're over half a billion dollars. Billion with a B, not a million. Yeah, so, so it's, um, it's crazy, guys. He also is the creator of Freedom Ticket. That's freedomticket.com. Okay, that's a training for new sellers to get you from, uh, from A to Z, right? From an idea like I want to sell on Amazon to basically uh, becoming an expert on Amazon or at least knowing more than what I would say 99% of Amazon sellers know. Maybe even more than that, honestly, because uh, you're going to be looking over his shoulder and he even reveals his products and shows you a lot of cool stuff. Um, Kevin has also spoken on stage at a million events. Uh, he's just all over the place and everything Amazon. So we'll leave it at that for now, Kevin, and we'll jump into part two of this. By the way, part one, this is a three-part series I'm doing with Kevin. Part one was how to pick profitable products on Amazon. So if you didn't see that podcast or if you haven't listened to that podcast, depending on if you're watching the video or listening to it on iTunes, go check that out. Okay, that's part one. This is going to be part two where we're going to be talking about creating a good product listing, an awesome product listing. And then we're going to do part three uh, right after this, which is driving traffic to your Amazon listing, right? Making sure you're relevant, making sure people go in and buy. Okay, we're going to be talking about the details of that. So first of all, Let's jump into uh, part two, Kevin. If you're ready, if you've taken a sip of water, we'll get started. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, cool. Let's just start with uh, one of the most common questions uh, that people have because they're just nervous. They're getting into this. But what, or actually, let me ask you this. What do you see are the biggest mistakes that people are making with their listings? What do you see all the time? The two biggest mistakes that I see people when they, let's assume you've already picked your product and you've picked a good product. You've done that research there. So you're getting ready to build your listing on Amazon, which is critical at your sales page on Amazon. The, the two biggest issues I see is people don't do their keyword research well, and they don't do their images well. I believe that images are probably the most important factor uh, on your listing. And too many times I see people either just take the manufacturer's images and use them or they have something photoshopped or they take pictures themselves with their own camera and they're just horrible. Your pictures tell the story. They, these people don't know who you are and they're going to judge you by, by your images and they're going to judge you by your worst image. So you need to spend money on your photography and people are like, well, I don't want to spend 500 bucks. That's ridiculous. I, my buddy down the street can take pictures for me. I've got a good camera. Unless you're a professional photographer, your pictures aren't going to be very good. Um, there, there's something called composition and imagery. I can stand, uh, I've been places with my brother, for example. He has a $5,000 camera and I have a $500 camera. And we're both looking at the same mountain scene in New Zealand. And this is a real example with a lake and everything in the beginning. 
We're standing next to each other, shoulder to shoulder. He takes a picture, I take a picture. His picture sucks. My picture is good because I know how to do the composition. I know how to do the framing. I know how to do the lighting. I know how to, to, to position the, uh, the mountain in the, the frame the rule of thirds and all that kind of stuff that most people don't know. So you've got to spend money on your pictures. It, it's crucial. Now what's, what, were, what resolution do you recommend minimum? Cause a lot of people I'll see little images. You can't even click on them to, to make them larger because they're so small. What would you recommend as a, a general guideline? I mean, Amazon says a thousand by a thousand, I think is what they say. I do mine all at 3000 by 3000. Okay. So, uh, so at least 3000 uh, because that gives me some flexibility. And I, I believe that when Amazon compresses them and puts them through their system, it, it's going to make it better. So I do all my stuff at 3000 by 3000 or higher. And on I mean, Amazon, sometimes if you go higher than that, Amazon will, uh, there's a limit. I think it's two, I can't remember two. There's a limit on the file size that Amazon won't let you go over, uh, you know, in, in, in megabytes. Uh, but at 3000 by 3000 JPEG, I'm usually okay. Now you'll see, obviously Amazon's terms of service don't allow you to put text on your primary image. They don't want you to put anything other than what that product is. They want your image to actually take up, I don't remember what the ratio was, but almost the entire uh, frame, right? You don't want a bunch of, uh, of white space. They don't want additional things. They don't want you throwing things on there. Uh, what are your thoughts on all of that? Do you do any of that? Do you trick the system at all or do you just comply completely? What do you recommend there? Yeah, I think the rule is 85% of the frame needs to be filled with your picture. <clears throat> and they don't like to see uh, props or, or uh, sometimes they, now they're saying they don't even like to see packaging in there. Um, I still do packaging because I think it helps differentiate the product until they, uh, they tell me differently um, or, or slap me. Um, and I have to change it out. I still do the packaging stuff. But, but I, I, the main image is primarily on a white background, yes. Uh, but I will position it or angle it or do things where I spread things out, like I had dog treats, for example. And so I will actually, it'll be the product, but I'll take the dog treats and I'll spell the word dog, or I'll spell the word treat or something like that, just so that when, when people are looking at it on the page and you got 16 or 24 images or however many are on the page or on your mobile phone, they're scrolling down, it stops them. Yeah. It's like, this, this is different. What the heck is this? And we then, saw that. We saw that. Actually, you were the one who taught me that. Uh, I think originally it came from Greg Mercer. It was the first place I think we, mm -hmm. we all saw it, right? And, yeah. and, and you, but you took, I think you were selling makeup brushes and different stuff and you spelled out makeup or lipstick or something with those. And then I've seen marbles, like bags of marbles where you can spell out the word marble with the marbles, that kind of stuff, right? And it just grabs your attention. Yeah, just grab your attention or even just positioning of items on there, you know, can grab your attention. The way you angle them, there's so many things you can do, um, you know, it make it look almost 3D-ish in a way. Uh, but you definitely want to create that main image. It, it, it's the image that is going to get people to click through to your listing. And, you know, if you've done your listing right, you have the right keywords in there, you, you've showed up on the page. But it, what your picture looks like is going to determine whether they click or not. Okay, so um, that's one big mistake. Any other mistakes before we move on? I mean, you should also test your main image. You know, we've talked about pickfu.com. That's a great place to go and test your main image. There's software tools like, you know, Splitly and some others out there that will do this for you. If they take too long and, and I'm not convinced that uh, that's the best way to do it um, because it messes with your listing a little bit. Um, but I like to use a site called pickfu.com. It's like 50 bucks, I think, to sign up. But you can take your main image and you can, I've done this with clients of mine where they thought this one image was the best image to use. And we've done this in webinars and stuff. We showed examples, you, know, you and I, Manny. But, uh, and they thought this was the best image. They asked their friends, they asked their family. And everybody, like, yeah, I like this one better. But then when they put it onto PicFu and they got a random sampling of 50 or 200 people out on the internet that are Amazon, all Amazon Prime members and asked their opinions, it was totally different. 
And I've seen it make a 50% difference in sales just by changing that main wow. image. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crucial. Yeah. If you guys want to use Picfu, by the way, um, just use Helium 10 right here as a promo and you'll get it for half off if you want to do that. If not, don't use it and just pay the full amount. That's fine too. So, okay. Anything else? Oh uh, yeah. The other one is just not doing their key, keyword research or, or focusing on the wrong keywords. Um, you know, a lot of people always go after the bigger, the bigger keywords. Um, and that's what they focus on when they're, when they're launching a product. And unless you have a huge budget, I think that could be a potential mistake. I think it's more the long tail keywords, in the middle of the pack keywords that you should focus on in your title and in your listing. Of course you want the big keywords in there. Um, but too many people, I think, uh, shoot for the shoot for the grand slam right away rather than just trying to get on base and i think it's it's better to get on base and then let uh and build yourself up uh, over time than to shoot for that grand slam so keyword research is i think a place where a lot of people don't look or they only look at one way of keyword research they don't look at all these other options or other variations of the word uh you know just like vitamin c serum for example people are typing in vitamin c serum and all kinds of different different uh ways to spell vitamin C serum and vitamin C serum for adults and whatever, but they don't look at, uh, you know, intended use. And so I think more and more, as Amazon becomes more and more of a search engine, not just a product search engine, but a search engine in general, we're starting to see more people that are typing in intended use, you know, stuff like uh, uh, anti-aging serums or, or how to fix a migraine headache or something like that. So if your product has, think about the intended use too. And you can often um, get a lot of extra sales and extra traffic just by incorporating intended use into, into your listing. Would you rather go after, would you rather rank number one uh, on page one for a keyword phrase that gets 100,000 searches a month or number one for 10 keywords that each do 10,000? So the same total volume just spread out over 10 keywords versus one. Me personally, I'd rather be over the 10 uh, because that one, you're too too, too much of a risk. One other guy or two other guys come in, they can knock you off really easily. Uh, versus 10, it's going to be a lot harder. And I, I think you spread the risk. It's, it's diversifying your portfolio. So that, that's where I would rather be is, is 10 different ones that equal that one. Okay, cool. Um, guys, by the way, um, I know we've mentioned product listing multiple times in here. Um, we're talking about your, um, the, what everybody sees essentially when they go to Amazon, right? Everything. I think you get that now uh, after Kevin's talked about a, a few few of the points here. Uh, Kevin, what's the most important part of your Amazon listing? What would you focus on? Or what's the main, the primary focus you think? Well, the, you need to get discovered. So your key, your listing, your keywords are, are number one, because without discovery, you're not going to make any sales. Uh, and then second would be, would be your images. Um, so those are the two. And then I think an overlooked one, another, you're talking about mistakes is a lot of people, they don't, they don't fill in all the extra data. They just fill in the basic minimum, the, the search terms, the description, the bullet points, the title, uh, maybe a couple other, but there's all kinds of uh, other fields usually uh, that show up uh, that most people aren't filling in. Like, who's this for? The audience. And uh, there, there's, uh, you know, what's it made of and all that kind of stuff, the ingredients. And there's tons of fields. And the thing is, is when you're using the GUI, uh, the, the general interface on Amazon, which was what most people would use uh, because it's easy, they just, uh, there's a lot of fields that are missing there a ton of fields. So if you actually can go in and, and tell Amazon, one of the things I recommend is, is, is get your category listing report and have them turn that on, download that report, and it will show all the additional filters and all the additional fields and it will tell you actually what to put into those fields uh, instead of guessing. Say so these are the 20 uh, things that we accept in these fields and then if you, if you use that and upload it via the flat file, which is a little technical, but you could get someone to help you with this if you're not familiar how to do it. Upload the flat file with all those, those additional keywords in there. 
And when people filter on the left-hand side, you're going to show up a lot more results. Yeah. Guys, if you're, if, if, even if you're a pro-level seller, I want you to uh, pay attention to what he just said. That, that was a super, super golden nugget there. So, all right. So, I'm writing my listing. Okay, you, you mentioned keywords. Let's say I got my images dialed in. I've got my keyword research dialed in. I got some really, really good stuff, Kevin. How do I know what to put in my bullet points? How, what do I, how do I know what to put in my description, my title, all of that kind of, how, how do you, I know how I do it. I want you to explain how you do your, uh, your filtering of the keywords. Sure, the bullet point, I mean, the main keywords need to go in the title. So whatever you're really targeting needs to go into the title. Whatever's on the left-hand side of the title is the most important thing that you're targeting. Um, so anything that's crucial, try to get as many of those into your title as possible. Over time, you're probably going to cut down your title. So you might start out with a title that's pushing the limits of uh, what Amazon will let you do, 150, 200 characters, depends on your category. Some categories are less. But over time, you're going to figure out that, hey, these three or four keywords is what's driving most of my sales. So you're going to want to take it. You're going to want to make those keywords more relevant because relevancy matters on Amazon, especially on PPC. So you're going to take out a lot of that extra fluff and, and you'll notice that most of the best sellers on Amazon have short titles. And so over time, I would recommend you cut down your title. As far as your bullet points, the first bullet point is going to be what differentiates your product from everybody else. You know, why is yours different? I always emphasize that in the first bullet point is why is yours different? And then the, the, next, the next four bullet points, the first three are the most cru crucial because they show up on mobile. So anything that's like a, just filler or not quite as important, maybe your product guarantee or something, put that in the fourth or fifth bullet point. The first three need to be the dif what differentiates your product. And most people aren't going to read your bullet points, but for those that do, you want to highlight like the first sentence or the first few words or the keywords, maybe pick them all caps, maybe use an emoji in there uh, to highlight something. So people that are just skimming will, won't miss anything. Um, but you're going you're gonna to put your additional keywords and put them in there so that they make sense. Uh, and then in your description, you're going to write a product description, and I would use HTML in the product description. Or if you're brand registered, I would use the EBC, uh, which is the where you can put additional pictures and video and that type of stuff down in, in your listing and really fill that out. Okay, cool. And then what about the back-end keywords? There's a, a field, a single field now. They just changed that. It used to be five fields. What do you put in there? Yeah, the, the back end is, uh, the, well, the search terms field in the back end now is limited to 250 bytes, uh, which is pretty similar to 250 characters unless you're using some special characters. Um, and, and there, it doesn't matter if they're commas, it doesn't matter if they're spaces, doesn't, it doesn't matter, people always ask that question. Uh, but those, I put the extra words. Words, maybe it's, maybe Spanish words, uh, maybe Spanish translations, or if I'm selling in Canada, maybe French translations of some of my words, um, uh, maybe a few misspellings. I put the random stuff that doesn't make sense to be in the main listing, in the public-facing listing. But then what I also do is I go, there's another field there called, uh, you have the one called search, uh, search terms, and then you have another one called subject matter. And as of right now, subject matter still has five lines and you can do 50 characters per line. And that subject matter, this is a crucial field that most people don't fill in. I go and I put my best keyword phrases in there. And so I, in those five fields, I will fill up those fields. And so if I have a keyword phrase, uh, you know, lunch pails, uh, lunch boxes, um, uh, whatever it may be, I'll, I'll fill that in with all my, just one after another, uh, not just five phrases, but I'll fill them. So each line might have two or three keyword phrases back to back, for example. And, and that I found, uh, and a lot of other top sellers have found that can make a huge difference in, in your discoverability and your sales and your relevance. Now you said you're putting in your best keywords. Are you putting, are you duplicating those keywords from the title? 
Yes, I do duplicate in, in there. Yes. Uh, only on the subject matter or also on the back end, the, the search no, terms on the back end? Not on the search terms. The search terms was all the leftover stuff. Leftover. Or the, the Spanish or French or, or whatever versions of stuff. Um, the, the, what I do repeat is in the, in the subject matter. Are you maintaining exact phrase match on any of the back end stuff on the search terms or in the subject matter? In the search terms, no. In the subject matter, yes. Okay, so if you had black flashlight and red flashlight and white flashlight, you would actually write them out like that without any commas, right? Exactly. I'll write red flashlight, black flashlight, white flashlight until I get to 50 characters and I go to the next line and enter some more. And then the subject matter, you don't repeat anything from anywhere else in the listing. And, no, right? no, no, no. Subject matter, I I'm do. Sorry, I'm sorry, the, uh, the, the, the search terms. Yeah, the search terms, I do not repeat anything else from the listing. Okay, so that's all unique. Basically, you're going to check your indexing, see if anything's not indexed potentially, and then stick those, I guess, in the back end uh, search terms. So Yes. Okay, cool. All right. So a lot of people have questions. So guys, don't need to use commas. It's one line now. I, it was, I think, 250 bytes, and then they changed it to characters just recently. I don't know if you saw that. It says characters now are... I yeah, it, it's, it's, I think it still says bytes and some, some characters on others, but it's basically characters. Same I mean, thing. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the same thing, guys. So use all of those. The subject matters are awesome. You know, you put those in that gives you an extra 250 characters of keywords. I agree with Kevin. Title is most important. I also say start your title with your main keyword phrase. Okay. Don't put it like near the middle or the end. Um, I feel like anything that's to the left side is weighted better than on the right. It's uh, something I've always believed in something that for some reason I'm always able to launch my products and rank to the top very quickly. And it's because I, I think part of it is because I start that way. So, I think another mistake people make is they put their brand name first. Amazon's TOS says that's the way they want it is you should put your brand name followed by whatever part number product name. I forget the exact order, but they, they want the brand name first. Mm -hmm. Unless your brand people are, uh, your brand name is not important. Most people don't know who the hell you are. And there's another field called brand uh, on your listing. So that's where you put your brand name. It still gets indexed and people will still find you. So I, I recommend people don't waste that valuable space in their title with their brand name uh, unless there's some over compelling reason to do it or Amazon forces your hand and just makes you do it. Okay. Uh, you mentioned emojis in your bullet points. There's a site. Do you remember? Yeah, let's test your memory here. I think it was like two years ago. We talked about a site with emojis that people can use for their bullets. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, I think it's Emojipedia. It is. I, I thought I was going to get you on that one. Man, I, you probably haven't said that in like two years. Man. I probably haven't. No, Emojipedia. And, and I, there's some emojis there that don't work though. I think um, there's a, I don't know what the number is. It's like emoji release 13 or I don't know, some number like that now. But mm -hmm. if, if you're going to use them on your back end in Amazon, only up to 6.1 work. So if you go in and you pick an emoji, you know, say it's a fire truck uh, or, or something, and you put a fire truck on there, and it's from emoji release 9.0, you post paste it into your Amazon backend, and it's gonna look, it's gonna be there. It'll, it'll show up, and then you hit submit, and then you, then you go check your listing, and it's got a bunch of weird characters there, and it, it actually won't display. So it's only make sure you use 6.1 or below from Emojipedia to to, to guarantee that it, it shows. Awesome. All right. Do you do this all manually? Like, are you, how are you doing your keywords? Your, where are you pacing them? Any tools? What are you, what's your thought no, process? The, the best tool to use is Scribbles, the, the free tool from Helium 10, because that tool makes sure you don't miss anything. You can put all your keywords over on the left-hand side. Then as you write in your description, your bullet points, your title, it'll automatically take the keywords out. I mean, I know people that are still doing it the old fashioned way it's on a piece of paper, scratching it out as they write it. That's just too complicated. So I think, yeah. I think Scribbles is, is hands down, you know, all my listings go through there uh, because you could just, you make sure you, you, you dot every I and cross every T uh, and you don't miss anything.
Uh, yeah. So I, I built I build them all there. Then I cut and paste them to a Word document because I do save everything out just in case Amazon erases something or I screw up or, or whatever. I do save all my listings, all my writings, and each version. I save it in a Word document so I can always go back. and Or if I'm testing, I can say, oh, wait, this, what was I doing a year ago? And why was my sessions better? Oh, this is what it said. Yeah, perfect. Then Scribbles was developed out of necessity. Uh, if you guys are still copying and pasting and using spreadsheets to do your, your keywords, like, you know, um, you're writing out your title and you're removing them manually from your spreadsheet as you're doing them, right? That's how I did it. It's how Kevin used to do it. Everybody was doing this back in the day. You're going to mess up at some point. As you start adding products, as you start dealing with hundreds and even thousands of keywords, something's going to happen. And it happened to me. I don't, I don't know how it happened, but I had it in my title. Kevin knows this story. I had, it was like one of my main keyword phrases in my title and I took it out. I probably cut it out. I was about to paste it into my bullet or something like that. And I probably got, I don't know, a phone call or my girlfriend came over and started rubbing my neck or I don't know, something happened that distracted me. And then, uh, I forgot about it. When I came back, of course, I forgot to paste it. I didn't remember I had it in there. And I just started continuing to copy and paste things out of my spreadsheet for the longest time. It wasn't even in my listing, that main keyword. So I probably lost thousands of dollars because of that on that particular product. It was a product that went on to do, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So yeah, definitely use something like Scribbles, guys. It's really, really good. And it'll keep you from forgetting. So Kevin, any other things we want to talk about um, product listings related? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, the main thing is... Guys and gals, don't be afraid to spend money on pictures. I mean, it's an investment, uh, and, but it can pay off. And some people, I see people all the time, like, why do I, my pictures are fine. I'm doing 20 grand a month, you know, and I took these myself and they're fine. But I'm like, what if you could do 40 grand a month? You know, if you had better pictures um, and they're like, well, I don't care. I don't want to spend a thousand bucks to make 20 grand more. Do it. I mean, do it right. Don't be afraid to, to spend there. It's, it's crucial. Well said. Yeah. And do you, do you actually go and look through all of your competitors' photos and then try to find the really good ones and then model after that? Or do you completely just go off on your own and do your own thing? No, what I, what I do is uh, on my pictures, yeah, I do look at my competition and then I come up with my own ideas, but I do what's called FBOs. So with my photographer, I don't just say, here, here's my product, please take pictures. I will actually go through and I might even use my iPhone and I'll position the stuff on the floor or on my desk or on the table or whatever. And just, it's this rough. It's like, you know, I'm not trying to be precise or light it right up, but I'll, I'll put, you know, if I'm spelling out the word dog, I'll spell out the word dog and I'll say, I want the package to be right over here in the corner. And I'll just take a picture with my iPhone and just print that out or email that to the photographer. It's called an FPO for position only. And I'll do that also with other people's pictures. I'll take, uh, you know, somebody else's pictures from Amazon and I might even cut them or I'll scratch out the, you know, it's got a person cooking. I'll scratch out the person cooking. And I'll say, put the refrigerator right here. It's just rough sketches, but that helps the photographers and helps the people that are your graphic artists tremendously. They don't have to try to read your mind. It gives them what you're thinking and when your creative process. And I know my photographers and you know, I use upgraded images, for example, for my main photography and then, you know, pixel, Perfect photography is another great one to use for your, all your lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but those guys always say when they get my stuff, they love it because they're like, okay, there's, we know what to do. We know what he wants. He's done his research. He's done his positioning. We're not just guessing here. And so that's something I do as well. Yeah, guys, it's absolutely important, like he said, to have the best images. Um, you can actually outsell the number one competitor in there uh, on the search results, if you just have a better listing, even if you have, you can even do it. And we've seen it happen before, Kevin, where you have a slightly higher price or in your case, you even had a massively higher price than some people and you've been able to outsell them. So guys, super important. One Make thing sure on the images too, Manny, not to interrupt you there, but yeah, yeah. 
<clears throat> images get indexed by Google image search and more and more people are doing image searches. And so on your images, when you upload on Amazon, make sure that you upload only JPEGs, not uh, GIFs and not, uh, you know, some of the other formats, PNGs that they accept, only upload JPEGs and make sure you use a tool like Photoshop. I mean, some of the other free software tools won't do this, but the uh, higher end tools like Photoshop will let you put metadata with the images. So you can actually go in there and put in a title and a description and it's kind of like a little text file that gets attached to the image on metadata and Google uses that to index. So when someone searches for, you know, dog treats um, or whatever the keyword is, and you have that in the metadata picture on Google image search, it will show up. Mm. Uh, and then when they click that image, it will take them to the, your Amazon listing. So it's crucial there too. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about, we'll, we'll end with this, is video on your product listing. Amazon's just rolled out. I believe it was this week now where anybody who has uh, a trademark and has brand registry can now upload videos. And in be long before this, I, you've been teaching this forever. You can get video shorts on your listing. You can do all kinds of stuff. Any thoughts on video and uh, how you can improve your listing with that? Yeah. The, Amazon's also testing right now video ads, video PPC ads on Amazon. And they're showing up in search results as well. Mm. I think video is super important uh, and you need a good quality video on your listing, either in an image spot number seven, or in your EBC, it, it's crucial to, to get a good quality video. Oftentimes you can spend money to get that made, um, or you can get influencers to do that. A lot of influencers out there, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube people will do that stuff for you and they can do a great job. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kevin. Uh, it's been awesome. Uh, somehow you managed to only cough, I think, once or twice during this whole thing. Guys, Kevin is... He's just an awesome dude, full of information. If you ever get a chance to go to an event, go. Chances are Kevin will be there and uh, shake his hand, buy him a beer, talk to him. You're, I mean, you're just going to be blown away at uh, how much he gives back and the knowledge that he has. If you actually want him to help you in your Amazon business, uh, he does have training. It's called the Freedom Ticket. Okay, that's at freedomticket.com. Uh, not only is it a, I believe it's an eight week course, right, Kevin, um, that they go through and then they also can do live one-on-one -on -one Q and A's with you. Yeah, it's an eight week uh, course, uh, A to Z on everything from Amazon. Um, it's for brand new people and also people who just maybe launched a product or two. I also have a lot of people that are advanced that uh, like to take it because they like to expand their knowledge. And then, uh, yeah, I do weekly Q and A calls uh, live uh, directly with my students every, every, every Monday usually uh, where I answer any questions that they may have. And uh, it's, it's a detailed course. It's not like most of them out there that uh, just touch on the surface. It's, it's to teach you everything you need to know and how to think for yourself and not just be a robot and, and do what everybody else does, uh, but how to really succeed in this business. Yeah. And Kevin guys is the real deal. Um, he, he really knows his stuff. Um, and, and the cool thing about this course also is he actually shows you his products. Everybody's so afraid to talk about their products because they know that other people are going to jump in and, and start duplicating and copying and stuff. And he, he will actually show you uh, some of his products in the training and then tell you why he picked those products and what he did. And, and, and the other cool thing that I like about Kevin, I, and I've done this as well, is we also talk about our failures because you can learn a lot from not succeeding on something, right? We talked about, I, it was in, I think in the first podcast that we did on actually creating uh, or, or finding a product, when you have a bad product and you've got a liquidator, you've got to sell it and stuff, there's other things you can do. I, I, that happened to me and I actually ended up having to or actually I didn't have to, but I started using that as a test product to start doing weird stuff that I would never do to a live product that I love just to see what Amazon would do with it, whether I'd get any love or not. So there's a lot of cool stuff and Kevin thinks outside the box. That's why his training is pretty different than anything else that's out there. So give it a shot, freedomticket.com. And Kevin, any final words of wisdom before we end this thing? 
No, I don't have anything. I just, uh, I hope this has helped some people. And uh, just remember, uh, uh, this is, this is a great opportunity. Uh, take it seriously and, uh, and, and, and learn as much as you can. And uh, I wish everybody the best, uh, best luck and, and the best success. Well said. Guys, join us for part three, where we're going to be talking about driving traffic to your Amazon listing. Now that you know how to find a product, how to optimize your listing, now we're going to find out about, find out about how to actually make money with everything. So it's going to be really cool. So until next time, my name is Manny Coates. I'm here with Kevin King. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.